Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and I feel like it's been forever since I've recorded one of these podcasts, and it probably has been. Um, but I came just in time to do this full moon forecast. So hopefully, you all have been waiting for it and you'll get it right on time. This upcoming full moon is especially auspicious, and I'm very happy to be talking about it. So on April 19th, 2019, at about 6.07 a.m., and keeping in mind, I follow the Vedic sidereal zodiac system. So some of you who study Western astrology may be listening to this, and you're like, what? No, the moon's not in... Libra, blah, 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 blah. Yes. So I study Vedic sidereal system. If you want to learn more about that, I've posted a few podcasts on it. Okay. So moving forward, this upcoming full moon is going to take place on April 19th at about 6.07 AM. And this is going to be the first full moon of the new Vedic year, essentially. So in Vedic astrology, the sun will have entered into Aries. And Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So we've entered a new year for our Vedic calendar. And this moon is going to be the first full moon of that year. And so we have the sun sitting in Aries. And we know that on a full moon, the moon is directly across from the sun. It's absorbing as much light as it possibly can. It's the brightest it will be. And it's sitting in the sign of Libra because Libra is the sign directly across from Aries. So the full moon is going to be in the sign of Libra, more specifically in the nakshatra of Chitra. And for Vedic astrology, there's actually, um, and you know, of course, in India, if you're observing this holiday, there's a holiday called Chitra Purnima. Chitra Purnima, which is specifically to celebrate this full moon that's happening. And so on Chitra Purna, it's this annual festival, and Suns and Aries, first full moon of the Vedic year. It's this wonderful time for creativity and manifestation. And in theory, in the ancient Vedic wisdom, there is a deity called Chitra Gupta. And Chitra Gupta is in charge of keeping justice and keeping peace, essentially. And so he kind of takes care of our karma. He records our karma, he records our deeds, and he plans accordingly to keep this huge karmic cosmic wheel turning. And so historically, this festival is the ideal time to clear our past karma, which is huge, right? If you believe in reincarnation, you believe in karma, we're born to heal that. We are literally on earth to clear away past karma and to learn from our past mistakes and our past samskaras. Samskara meaning 
like mental or emotional wound, healing from that and evolving into a higher being or a higher part of ourself, making the world a better place. It's a time to rewrite our destiny. Where do we want to go from here? And the full moon is also a wonderful time, as always, to let go of things. What patterns do we want to release? What habits do we want to release? What addictions are we tired of, right? I I heard somewhere that we can break addictions whenever we get tired of putting up with ourselves. When is that time going to come? And answering to Chitra Gupta, this grand karmic keeper. And so... How do we clear karma? Good deeds, serving the needy, helping one another, being compassionate, recognizing that the world doesn't really revolve around ourselves. And so, of course, on this full moon as well, being in the sign of Libra, the sun is exalted and the sun is our soul. So with the sun being exalted in Aries and the moon having this powerful position in Chitra, with Chitra Gupta, it is a wonderful time to rewrite who we want to be and where we want to go and celebrate a new year over again. For those of us who may be in the United States or maybe England, Ireland, a Western country, um, accepting a new way of seeing the new year. What else is going to be happening in April? So a lot is going to be coming up. Um, as I've been talking about, we have Pluto, we have Pluto, K2, Saturn, and Jupiter all in the sign of Sagittarius. And so some of us may have felt this huge relief. When, when Jupiter moved into the sign of Sagittarius, Jupiter loves being in Sagittarius because that's its own sign. And so it feels a lot more comfortable there and it brings a lot of benefic qualities to the Saturn, K2, and Pluto, which is pretty hardcore. Saturn, Pluto, and K2 are all really hardcore planets, okay? Very karmic, very explosive, very revealing, making us work really hard, making us fulfill whatever karmic ties we need to in this life. And so when Jupiter comes up, it, it brings some sweeter qualities, more benefic qualities. Jupiter is going to go retrograde, which means it's an optical illusion. Um, it's not actually moving backwards in the sky, but it will appear as if it is. The way in which the Earth is turning, the way in which the planets are moving, it will, it will appear that the planet begins to move backwards. And Jupiter will move back into Scorpio, which is a little bit less comfortable than Jupiter being in Sag, but it'll come back around in about November. So it'll be retrograde there for a few months. And then Venus is exalted in the sign of Pisces, sitting with Mercury, which is debilitated in the sign of Pisces. So if we take this planet of love and beauty and creativity, such as Venus, and we stick it in the sign of Pisces, which is this dreamer and dancer and, you know, free thinker, it's exalted. It loves being there. It works really well there. 
when you take mercury, which is analytical, structured, um, you know, calculative, you put it in the sign of Pisces. It doesn't like being there as much. Okay. It's debilitated. Now I've heard from many teachers over the years that mercury isn't necessarily debilitated. Albert Einstein had a debilitated mercury. Okay. So it really just kind of creates a different way of thinking. At any rate, when Venus and Mercury are conjunct, when they're sitting together in the sign of Pisces, maybe we're going to over-idealize relationships. There may be a sweetness that comes into relationships. There may be a tendency to overlook faults or flaws or sweep things under the rug in the sake of romance and in the sake of over-idealizing. And of course, this always depends on where all of these things are happening in your chart, right? So Venus and Mercury in your seventh house of relationships is going to be much different for somebody who may have Venus and Mercury perhaps in their 10th house of career, okay? So it always depends on you. If you would like to schedule a reading, you are always welcome to reach out to me and we can get that in the books. Um, Let's see. So I think that that's all I have for this full moon forecast. So remember, it's going to be taking place on April 19th. That is Chitra Purnima, our new year for Vedic astrology. Hopefully you make some wonderful plans and hopefully you give yourself time to meditate and to contemplate and to give yourself the the love and compassion that you need to understand that you can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who you think you are. It doesn't matter who other people think you are. What matters is who you decide to become and where you channel your energy. You can do whatever you want to do in this life. You've just got to put your mind to it and your energy towards it. Start making the appropriate steps there. And a lot of time... One time my teacher told me I was talking to him about transits or whatever. I don't remember. It was probably relationship stuff. (laughs) And he said, Christine, when you start serving other people, you'll be surprised at what happens. And I, I don't know. It was very simple, but something about it really struck me. And whenever I have this tendency to start thinking negatively about myself or I get too consumed in my own narrative or my own story, I think, how can I help other people? What can I do for somebody else to get out of this obsession with myself and my story? And things really begin to turn around for me personally, and hopefully that technique can help you too. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. And please follow Astrology Now's very own Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. Thank you so much for listening.